Hello, and welcome to What's Your Story? Threads of Human Experience, the podcast that weaves meaningful memories, unexpected lessons, and unforgettable encounters. I am your host, Jasmine Krawchuk, and in this episode, love and its ever-changing nature. What's love got to do with it? It's no secret that everyone, at some point or another, starts asking themselves this question. Whether a relationship is starting, growing, or ending, love and the ways it is shown has the potential to mold and shift to best suit the people expressing it. A couple very near and dear to my heart has loved each other during the best and worst of times. But just like them, their love languages have grown and matured with time. It all started 11 years ago when their love story came to be. That's Marie McFarlane. She's a 36-year-old wife and mom. I'm sitting in her quaint living room in her Edmonton home to talk to her and her wife, Shireen Basile, about the challenges they faced when it comes to expressing their love in different cultural settings. My love language is quality time, and so I like to spend time, like, one-on-one with Shireen, even if it's we're just watching TV, knowing that we planned to do that and sit there together at the end of the night and watch TV is important to me. Marie and Shireen have experienced a lot over the course of their relationship, and I met Marie near the very beginning when she became my dance teacher. Their relationship started off as a friendship because they were dating other people, but it didn't take long until Shireen swooped in soon after Marie's breakup, a month later to be exact. Marie walked through the door and it it was like love at first sight for both of us, which we figured out later down the road. Fast forward, a few career changes, new homes, and two kids later, Marie and Shireen are learning to support and prioritize each other. With the help of therapy and a few other resources, they are always working to make sure their romantic and family needs are met. But again, it's all just been through constant communication, and if one of us feels like something is lacking, then we just have to talk about it and see where um, everyone's at and come up with a plan. Sometimes they find it hard to remember what their partner needs when it comes to affection, especially because they have different ways of showing it. So and another thing is we've tried to learn, which is really hard, and you constantly relearn each other's love language and trying to interpret that. So when Marie puts her phone down and looks me in the eye and is telling me a story, she's showing me love and I'm like, okay, I need to interpret this and take this in because it doesn't feel like that to me, but that's what it is to her. And that interpretation is, is I feel like uh, something you really have to learn and practice because you won't take it in that way unless you've identified, oh, this is them showing me they care. I better try to take this in and, you know, interpret it as love. And it's kind of a bit of a mind game because you can't always do it because it doesn't feel that way to you. But I think that's also been part of it. Dr. Gary Chapman is a marriage counselor and minister who became a best-selling author. In 1992, he released a book called The Five Love Languages, How to Express Heartfelt Commitment to Your Mate. Basically, it highlights five ways by which romantic relationships express love, acts of service, gift-giving, physical touch, quality time, and words of affirmation. Chapman wrote book after book outlining how all kinds of relationships can be strengthened by the love language model. This played a big role in the model's popularity. I'm on a call with Dr. Nicole Egbert, a professor at Kent State University. 
She studied the correlation between love languages and relational maintenance, which is what we do to keep our relationships alive and of good quality. Well, there's different expectations in different cultures. There's different representations of that in the media and in social life. So um, any of those things, you know, and how they're expressed and when when they're expressed is different. Um, I think that we're really shaped by what we see in our family and our parents. Um, and so that sets up an expectation for what you think is normal and what you think is a communication of love. A lot is at stake if relational maintenance isn't present. Egbert says it can cause frustration or even the breaking of a relationship because somebody doesn't feel like they're getting what they need. I think relational maintenance is important for all different kinds of relationships. and. Um, it's always, you know, it's always important and our relationships are so fundamentally different. It's, it is interesting, like friendship, for example. When you have a friend, especially a newer friend, you tend to want to do like um, a quid pro quo type situation where if they disclose something, for example, um, or give a compliment, you kind of think, oh, I need to do that back in order to make things equal. The first study Egbert was involved in compared the five love languages and explored their relation to one another. But it did even more than that. It strengthened beliefs that maybe we inherit acts of love from the people who have shown it to us. The next study followed up a few years later, asking both members of couples, young and old, to answer questions about what fills their tank. Egbert found that as relationships progress, especially later in life, so do our love languages maybe even more so than when we are in younger relationships. Unfortunately, I just don't think that what a college student or a young adult is going through in their relationship is necessarily going to map onto what somebody at 30, 40, 50, 80 is doing to maintain their relationship. The wants and needs we have when it comes to love are almost guaranteed to change when new experiences start to become a part of our lives, whether you have kids or your partner gets sick. Egbert says this is why it's so important to study relationships over time rather than just once. So we didn't find that there was any one thing that people do that makes them happier or their partner happier. It's more about, um, and in communication, we like to think it's talking about it, trying to figure out what the partner uh, is looking for. And I feel like it can change over time, like the couple that you're talking about. Back at the house, Shireen reminisces about the beginning of her relationship with Marie. It's no surprise that strong relationships are maintained through communication. Being from two very different cultural backgrounds, Marie and Shireen have had to adapt their relationship to their family and work lives. They say it's different now than it was when they were young. The work doesn't always come as easy, but it's worth it. So uh, probably the first six months of our relationship, not a conversation, not an issue. Everything is there. Physical touch, quality time, acts of service. I mean, everyone's just very head over heels. And it was probably at the point where we both got comfortable that we both needed to kind of start sorting some things out. It's not only the lust that comes with the honeymoon phase that can have an impact on how people and couples connect. Marie says that learning languages other than your natural one is crucial to married life. If not, couples may fall into their own groove and feel disconnected from their partner. 
For Marie and Shireen, communication is a no-brainer. If they aren't receiving love in a way that feels comfortable to them, they can't just ignore it. With Shireen being Lebanese, there are differences and challenges when it comes to combining two families with different values and norms. But by having productive conversations with their loved ones, they've been able to adopt parts of the culture and adapt to others. <laughs> no, Lauren. I'm just shuffling the cards and you, you don't, you think that's so <laughs> One of the biggest difficulties they've had is related to the Lebanese culture being so affectionate to their kids. No matter their age, the family is always picking up the kids, giving them kisses, and smothering them with love even when they cry and try to refuse it. And so that's something that we have found is a really big difference and somewhere where we've put our foot down because we don't want the girls growing up thinking that that's okay for someone to be pushing that on them like that. And so we've had to work that in right from when our kids are babies. Marriage has made Shireen and Marie a unit. They've had to learn and negotiate when it comes to how they run their household. They say without the learning curves in their marriage, they wouldn't be as equipped for what has already passed and what is yet to come. Just like Dr. Egbert says, our expressions of love often reflect those of the people around us. Marie and Shireen wonder to what extent their love languages could already be rubbing off on their kids. I would actually say that's already happening because anytime they have time with me, they're like jumping on me and we're playing like games where I catch them and pretty much sit on them and they try to get away. And then anytime they're hanging out with Marie, it seems like you're doing a craft. As Marie and Shireen watch their kids grow up, they ask themselves if they are born with love languages or if they're really just kids who survive off parental interactions. So it's interesting that we're already starting to see something emerge in them. And what I'm also wondering is I'm just thinking how kids interact with their parents and how I interact with my parents. I also wonder if there's a part of you that continues to interact with your parent in the way that their love language is because that's how you're used to receiving love from them. For all they know, their ever-changing love languages may play a big part in their family history. Down the road, they may have to adapt to the cultural or generational differences that come with their kids creating the next generation of Basiles. And when change does come around, they've reminded me that communication is key to maintaining their relationship. We've been super busy and, uh, and actually... I was actually going to say, if Jasmine wasn't here and didn't ruin our date night. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's not date night. I was actually going to say after this show to you, like we're, we're probably going to have this conversation when you leave. We need to like put some dates and stuff in place and like have a snuggle because it's every time work builds up, that that takes the first hit, right? And fair enough, there's other priorities. Marie generally knows I love her and vice versa, so that takes the first hit. Yeah, thanks for the free therapy session tonight. <laughs> Ultimately, we all have our own love languages, no matter where they come from. But as we grow up and get closer and closer to long-term relationships, they are bound to change. Just like Marie and Shireen have had to learn each other's preferences when it comes to love, and also the expressions of love that come with their cultures, it's important to consider all of the parts of a person that make them love the way they do. Just remember, love is always there. You just have to find a way to translate it into your own language. You've been listening to What's Your Story? Threads of Human Experience. I am Jasmine Krawcheck. Special thanks to Marie McFarlane and Shireen Basile for inviting me into their home and sharing their story. This series was produced in Mokinsis, also known as Calgary. 
the ancestral lands of the Nitistape, Eyaha Nakoda, Sutina, and Metis people. This series is a part of the Community Podcast Initiative based out of Mount Royal University, where we are grateful for the opportunity to create, learn, and grow. As our stories intersect, we see value and importance in learning about the people and places where our lives unravel and recognizing our responsibility to decolonize our media practice. What's Your Story? Threads of Human Experience is powered by Shaw. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you can pull more threads and discover more stories.